Hello and welcome to Resonate Community Church's Sunday Stream. This is Mike Savage. I'm the Resonate Community Church's Student Ministry Director, and I'm thrilled to be with you today on the Sunday Stream. Today we are going to be taking a look at emotions as we take a look at the second week of our series, Vibes. Uh, but before we get into that, just a, little, a few housekeeping notes to get us started. Uh, the Sunday Stream continues to move through the winter months, or the fall months, I should say, as we get into winter. Uh, this comes live at 6.30 p.m. on Sundays and is also available via podcasts on all the typical popular uh, podcast platforms. If you can't catch us on Sunday night, feel free to reach out and connect with us uh, on the student ministry webpage at any time uh, and also on our RCC students um, YouTube channel. So with, before we get into um, what we're going to be discussing this, after, well, this evening, this afternoon, or whenever you're connecting with the video here, um, one of the things that we've been studying through this series, a series is a four-week series called Vibes, and what we've been talking about is how emotions can get the best of us sometimes. Uh, they don't have to. But, um, but something that I just feel is important to share out is just to offer you all continued encouragement as you navigate uh, what continues to be an exceptionally challenging school year. I know so many of you are, are dealing with um, changes in instructional settings, whether it's uh, moving from the school buildings to a home setting or moving from a homeschool setting to a co-op setting or moving from a private school to a public school, moving from online learning to a little more in person. There's just a lot of different <laughs> changes that are constantly happening but a big shift right now seems to be seeing a lot of students moving out of the buildings and moving into the homes uh, in, in, in various capacities, especially students uh, of teenage years, middle school and high school in particular. So I just want to offer encouragement. Um, like I said in the past, this is uh, unprecedented. This is something that no one can ever say, oh, it'll be okay. <laughs> and I've been through this before. Um, the first part is probably correct. It is going to be okay it, um, because God's in charge of this. But the second part, probably not so much, to be perfectly blunt with you, that nobody can really tell you that they have been through this before because they haven't. They have not. Um, so, But continue to take each day at a time. Continue to show up on Wednesday nights. Uh, it's just good to stay connected. Right now, there's no plan to necessarily change too much in what we do on Wednesday nights. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little while later in the in the stream here, but uh, but students, just keep your heads up, keep stepping forward. Um, you're doing a fantastic job. Uh, just keep up the great work and just know that we're all here for you at RCC, at Resonate Community Church. And uh, if you need anything, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to connect with a small group leader. Don't be afraid to connect with me. Don't be afraid to connect with friends. Um, it's really important to do that at this time. All right, so without any further ado, I'm gonna turn it over to a short little video here what's going to uh, just have a, a slightly different look at the topic of anger. So um, it's a pretty light video. I find it pretty encouraging to tail into what we just talked about here. So enjoy this video about anger and I'll be back with you shortly. Thank <laughs> you. 
I'm Nathan, welcome to Deep Spirituality. Today we're gonna to try to answer the question, why am I so angry? Let's go. I find myself getting really angry at maybe the stupidest stuff, or I snap at the people who are closest to me. So here are three reasons why you might be angry and what you can do about it. Reason number one, you don't know yourself. James 1:22 through 25 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. The reason I can get angry is because I don't actually know myself that well. I don't know what's going on inside and I actually need to get to know myself. So actually reading a bunch of scriptures on the topic of anger is really helpful for calming down. But you also see that there's a lack of self-control, that you go wherever your emotions take you. So what scriptures can you hold on to to learn more about yourself? Proverbs 19.22 says, What a person desires is unfailing love. Better to be poor than a liar. This scripture tells me that everybody desires unfailing love. And what you want and what you desire are two totally different things. Because when you talk about what you want, then you start getting into a weird space where you're talking about the wanting the new latest tech product or whatever. The scripture says we all desire unfailing love. So we have to be honest and vulnerable about that fact versus lying about what we actually desire. So when you reflect and identify what are your inner desires, then you know what's behind your anger. For me, I really want to be valued and heard. I always get really insecure about what people think and if I measure up to their expectations of me and how I perform. At the end of the day, I just want to be loved. Pass, fail, whatever. Love me for me. So reflect on, what do you actually desire inside? James 4, 7 through 10 says, So give yourself completely to God. Stand against the devil and the devil will run from you. Come near to God and God will come near to you. You sinners, clean sin out of your lives. You who are trying to follow God and the world at the same time, make your thinking pure. Be sad, cry, and weep. Change your laughter into crying and your joy into sadness. Humble yourselves in the Lord's presence and He will honor you. So I get really angry when I don't have honest prayers. And basically, honesty is just a really hard thing for me. I'll pray like I think I'm supposed to pray. I'm so happy I'm a changed person. I'm so better. I try to just skip the honesty steps and just get to the performance or the behavior, but my heart is never engaged. And that still leaves me angry inside. And I just keep staying in the same cycle and the same pattern of just snapping and being bitter or apathetic with people. So what emotions have you stopped praying about? So all these things, knowing yourself, admitting your inner desires, and praying honestly can all be done with just one time with God. These three things I constantly have to do in my own walk with God. And I encourage you to take this stuff to heart, go pray, and implement this in your relationship with God. All right, welcome back. I hope you found that encouraging. Hey students, a couple of announcements as we continue on with the Sunday stream here, a couple things to keep in mind. Like I mentioned at the top, um, as for now, as for now, we are continuing programming. Uh, next week, uh, so if you're watching this on Sunday, I'm referring to uh, November 18th. November 18th is our next Wednesday night programming night. We are gonna shift locations for one night only. We are gonna be moving over to West Junior High's auditorium where we typically meet for church on Sunday mornings. We're gonna be in the auditorium that day. We're actually going to extend our time by two hours. We're gonna have a six o'clock to eight o'clock session next Wednesday night, the 18th, because it's our annual sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace blanket making night and movie night. So 
We're going to convert the auditorium into a fun space for blanket making, hangout time, and, um, and movie time. So just a great, great time to uh, just to connect and be with people. Uh, so next Wednesday, we are continuing, of course, uh, social distancing and CDC guidelines will be adhered to. So mask wearing, stay six feet apart, hand sanitize, all that uh, stuff that really, really helps out, we will, we will be uh, working with. But uh, remember, next week, don't show up over at the, the office building. <laughs> we won't be there. We'll be over at West Junior High's Auditorium. But come a little early, uh, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m is our time so that is uh that's the plan and then stay tuned for future updates beyond that uh, because the following wednesday is thanksgiving there's no programming that wednesday we'll talk about that later uh, and then as we move into december you know we're getting really close to getting into the building so we'll talk about programming in those next couple of weeks about what that what those will look like um occ packing prep night friday night great night we had a really nice turnout of students um, on friday night thank you students who showed up Hey, I, I really want to say something about that. Um, you know, a, a number of us worked on you know, folding up the boxes and getting those boxes. And from what I've heard on Saturday, OCC uh, packing went phenomenally well. The boxes were well made. So students, great job on that. The thing about your work, for those of you who were there, just wonderful. I'm telling you right now, if y'all didn't show up on Saturday or Friday night to fold up those boxes, um, I can tell you right now that that, prep, that packing prep time would have lasted way longer into the night on Friday. Uh, the work that you guys did in getting those boxes ready was nothing short of amazing. So thank you so much. Not only was it fun to hang out and just fold boxes together, I, I was there joining the students with the box folding. It was just fun to hang out and just chat with students and do that. But at the same time, it played a, it, it played a huge role in the success of OCC. So kudos to all of you who showed up. If you couldn't make it, that's okay. You know, we'd love to have you at something else. But, um, but for those of you who were there, great. So, so wonderful. Um, okay, that's it for announcements for this week. Uh, let, me, uh, open up, let me open us up in prayer here and we'll get into uh, our next video. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for uh, Operation Christmas Child. Thank you for Sleep in Heavenly Peace. Thank you for just all the blessings that you give us. Thank you for our students and just opportunities to meet and grow with you. We just ask you to be with us as we continue through our Sunday stream and we continue through our weeks. We ask you to bless the rest of our time together. Amen. All right, I think I think we're live. All right. Hey guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to Youth Group Online. Uh, this is a big deal. We've never done this before, so stay tuned. Uh, I don't, don't. Yeah, no. I couldn't get a ride. Uh, I was sanitizing the toilet. I left my computer at home. Wait. No. I left it somewhere else. Uh, yeah, I was doing homework. My dog died. Play dead. Yeah, my mom still doesn't like the youth pastor. Oh wait, you are the youth pastor. My bad. I ate too many Flintstone vitties. Oh, uh, you didn't say it was online. Uh, I couldn't figure out the Zoom. Uh, I got out of school late. Yeah, sorry, dude. Uh, Wi-Fi is slow. My dad was trying to stream the NBA game. Wait, there's no sports? Uh, I didn't say NBA, I said, um, he was watching Space Jam. 
Yeah, I'm fasting from social media on Wednesdays. I don't like how I look on camera. Yeah, uh, I was dropping some volume. Yeah, my phone is broke. Yeah, I don't know anybody there. Yeah, my mom was on there. I didn't want to be on there too. Oh, Becky's gonna be on? Yeah, I'll totally be on. Oh, Jennifer's gonna be on there too? Oh, that's a no-go, dude. Yeah, my mom was like freaking out. She thought I was sick. So instead of giving me DayQuil, she gave me NyQuil and just fell asleep. I was too busy reading the Bible. Uh. I can't focus on my phone for that long. Oh, I thought you meant 6 a.m. Uh, yeah, I was walking my cat. I don't have a cat. Yeah, dude, I got a major case of the farts. I was just too busy, man. Yeah, my phone's on 20%, so... Uh... Yeah, I didn't want to put a shirt on. I was zooming with another youth group. Yeah, the better one. The one with Becky. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I didn't get any emails. No. Yeah, I promise. I didn't get any emails. Well, students, before we get into our lesson here uh, on the Sunday stream from our series Vibes, I just have a few notes that I want to add to the discussion before we get into it. But the big theme as we're talking through emotions is this whole idea of not letting the emotions, the negative ones especially, be the boss of you. Don't let the emotions take over your life. Don't let them control you because they don't have to. You know, emotions have been given to us by God for a reason. They're, 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 they're perfectly okay to have the good ones and the negative ones, but, but where it becomes unhealthy is when those emotions take over the actions of who we are as people and who God created us to be. So as we get into the second week of vibes, we are going to uh, dig deeper into this conversation. We had great conversations last Wednesday and here we'll continue them on the Sunday stream. Um, but like I said, anger in specific, that's the one we're going to be focusing on here today. Um, it's okay to be angry. And I think there's somewhere, somewhere in society, somewhere as we have been taught, some, I'm not sure if you believe this or not, but sometimes I feel like anger is frowned upon. It sometimes feels like anger is something that we're not supposed to feel. And that couldn't be further from the truth. We all react. <laughs> and sometimes that reaction is anger, and that's the way God made us. Um, anger is a hard one. Anger is one that can really, really take control of you, and it's no fun to feel it. I know that we've all been angry before, and I can tell you from personal experience, it's, it's one of the worst feelings I have in my heart uh, is, is the feeling of anger. I can't stand it, but I know I can get there. I know I have anger in me. Um, but what we're going to talk about here uh, as we continue on the lesson is just how to handle that. You know, you heard a little bit of perspective about the front end of the Sunday stream, and now you'll hear a little bit more on the back end. But one piece here that I would like to even offer is who in your life can you outlet to? So if you, in other words, if you are feeling angry, do you have people in your circle that you can reach out to and that you can trust and you can just say, hey, you know what? I'm pretty ticked off right now. This is what happened. I just need someone to talk to and pray with me about it. Um, if you have someone in your life that can be that person, that's so great. That's such a big deal. If you don't have that person in your life, it, it might be worth praying about and just, and, just, and just thinking about who that person could potentially be because it's critically important. So one of the things you could do if you have this anger feeling uh, kind of rise up in you is always text a friend um, and just ask them, you know, hey, 
that come across angry? Do you, can you detect that I'm angry? Do you feel that I'm angry? I'm not, I'm not angry at you, but I'm angry about the situation. Can you see that and, and is it impacting me? And just talk that through with somebody that you can trust. Um, it can be really, really, really healthy. And then when you think about the feelings wheel, you know, we've been we've been talking about the feelings wheel, and I laugh about it because it's a it's 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 a it's it's an interesting piece of paper, but I think in our conversation so far about the feelings wheel, it has been it has been very interesting, and, and it's led to some pretty cool conversations. Um, but when you look at that feelings wheel and you look deeper into anger and you see the different pathways that anger can lead to. Um, and get clear, and it can help you get clear on specifically what type of anger you're dealing with. That is so great to be able to talk to a friend about that specific emotion. And then more importantly, it is so good to talk specifically to God about. Um, such, a, such a great, great thing. So, so those are my words on anger. Those are my perspectives. I know if you've been in my small groups, specifically mostly high school, you know we have talked about this and we've had some amazing students share amazing testimony store, testimonial stories about other feelings. Uh, but today, let's let anger kind of uh, be the one we focus on here. And then as um, at any point, feel free to pause the video and just reflect and pray and then continue um, if you're watching this after the live stream on Sunday night. So without any further ado, we're gonna turn it over to our friends over at Orange. And this is week two of the Vibe series. license, maybe you've experienced it personally. You've probably been in the car with someone who has raged while driving. Or maybe you've been in a car with someone and another driver was raging at you. Maybe you've never experienced road rage, but you've encountered hallway rage. I just made that term up. Hallway rage would be when you bumped into someone between classes and they dropped their phone. And then they get really mad and frustrated at you. Or maybe you remember a time when someone cut in front of you in the lunch line and you told them off. On the road or in the hallway, we all know that kind of rage. Even if you don't yell at someone or act rude with someone at school, you probably know the feeling of that kind of rage inside of you. You may not call it rage, and you may not call it anger, but you get the idea. Maybe you'd say that you're frustrated. When your sister shrinks your favorite shirt in the wash, you are mad, you're frustrated. When your stepdad grounds you for the weekend, you aren't angry, you're frustrated. Why? because we don't like to think of ourselves as having an anger problem. But let's be honest, is there a difference between being mad and being frustrated? I mean, is there really a difference between road rage and road frustration? We're in this series called Vibes, and we're talking about the emotions and feelings we experience and how to name them for what they are. But we're also talking about keeping those vibes from controlling us. And it all starts by figuring out what's going on inside of us, because that's where our emotions come from. 
And one of the emotions that definitely shows up from inside of us is anger. The thing about anger is it doesn't always look the same. Sometimes it means yelling at someone or losing your temper. That's how we normally think of it. But sometimes it means giving someone the silent treatment. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes when someone is mad at you and they're not saying a word, it's way worse. In fact, maybe you're really good at giving people the silent treatment. Not only is it a way for you to process your anger, it's a way for you to control the situation. You hold the power because you withhold the words. Even more complicated, not all anger is bad. There is the anger we feel when we see injustices, when we see things like certain groups of people being treated unfairly, causes that we care about not being taken seriously, racism, people who don't have clean water, or people who don't take care of the planet. When we see these things happening in the world that aren't right, it's a good thing to get angry. So sometimes anger is helpful, and other times it's destructive. Either way, it's a powerful emotion. So what can we possibly do to get this vibe under control? We're going to look at a passage from the book of James in the New Testament. James was the brother of Jesus, but when Jesus was alive and walked the earth, James didn't follow him. It was only after Jesus was crucified and came back to life that James was convinced. Eventually, James became a leader in the early church. He lived in Jerusalem, and he wrote a letter primarily to Jewish Christians. It's a letter full of wisdom. And in that section we're going to look at today, James offers a principle that may sound a little too simple at first. But hang in there, because if you and I can learn to do this, it'll change everything. James starts by saying this, who is wise in an understanding among you? We hear the word wise a lot, but we may not really focus on what it means. Wise is different from smart. You can be born smart, but wisdom is earned. If you're wise, you take what you've experienced and learn from it. You understand that life is connected and that actions have consequences. And James is saying, this is important and I wanna make sure you get it because here's what's next. He continues, let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. So James is making a connection here. He's saying that wise people are humble. And what does humility look like? It starts with a proper view of yourself, where you don't see yourself as the exception to the rules. You don't think the world revolves around you and your desires. You don't think that you deserve better treatment than everyone else. You don't see everyone else as a means to an end for what you want. James is saying that wise people don't do these things. He continues, but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Harbor basically means to let something stick around. If you let stuff stay with you that makes you think you're better or more important, don't deny it. Call it out. Don't pretend to be fine. And then James says this, for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Let's say it a different way. When pride or arrogance gets lodged inside of us, it comes out in our actions. Not exactly great news, but he doesn't leave us hanging. A couple verses later, he asks, what causes fights and quarrels among you? I bet I could stop right there and everyone would have an answer to that question. Parents with unrealistic rules, younger siblings that won't stop being annoying, friends that don't text back, a stepdad that acts like he's always right, people with obnoxious TikTok accounts. We all have an answer outside of us that causes the problems among us, but James isn't buying it. He answers his own question by saying, don't they come from your desires that battle within you? In other words, 
Your mom may drive you crazy and your little brother may be annoying, but what causes the arguments? It's not them, it's you. Or more specifically, what's in you? And this is a big deal, because as long as we think the problem is someone else, their behavior, their character, their mistake, we'll never deal with the anger problem that's inside of us. We think the problem is people not doing things our way. But James is saying the problem is that we want to get our way. But as long as we think the problem is outside of us, we'll never take care of what's inside of us. You may disagree, because maybe you feel like the things you want are things that have to be earned. Things like freedom, respect, trust, and responsibility. And when you don't get the things that you feel like you've earned, it doesn't seem fair. And you're right. But James isn't talking about what's fair and what isn't. He's saying that if you want to get to the root of your frustration and anger, you need to be willing to admit that the problem is in you. The problem is when you don't get what you think you deserve. So what do we do? Well, we have to change the scripts. When other people aren't acting like we think they should, or we aren't getting what we want or think we deserve, we have to change what we say. Instead of saying, he's being selfish, she's being annoying, or they're being rude. Instead, we say, you know what the problem is? I'm not getting what I want. I understand that this sounds terrible, but I'm telling you, when you start doing this, your relationships will change. Your frustration level changes. Your anger changes. Why? Because you're no longer looking to other people as a reason for why you feel the way you feel. As long as you're looking to other people as the reason for feeling the way you do, other people have control of your emotions. On the other hand, when you start admitting that the problem is that you're not getting what you want, you get control back. And isn't that what we all want when it comes to our emotions? We want control. James is making the point that as long as you think the problem is outside of yourself and that it's somebody else's fault, you'll feel like you get a free pass to act however you want because you can say that you didn't do anything wrong. You can avoid ownership and responsibility. You can look at others and say, they made me do it. They made me act that way. They made me say it. They left me no choice. But James is saying, nope. If you did that thing or said that thing that was angry, mean, or hurtful, it was because it was in you to say it or do it. Of course, there are circumstances that should upset you, like being treated unfairly. But imagine if in the middle of feeling your anger and frustration, you were able to say part of the problem, not the whole problem, but part of it, is that I'm not getting what I want. Just being willing to say that out loud helps you keep yourself from being controlled by anger and frustration. Owning your part of the problem keeps your anger and frustration from driving you and owning you. And no matter who you are, that's a good thing. Based on what we've talked about today, here's my question for you. What's your relationship with anger? Do you control it or does it control you? If I were to ask your coach, your mom or dad, step parents, brother and sister, teammates, classmates, friends, what would they say? Because if your anger is controlling you in any of these relationships, then it's controlling you too much. And the only way to beat it, according to James, is with humility. And humility says, it's not all my fault, but I'm going to own my part of it. And my part of it has to do with me not getting my way when I want to. So when you feel anger, frustration, or whatever you want to call it rising up, when you're in that disagreement with a parent, step-parent, coach, friend, or sibling, ask yourself, what am I not getting that is causing this anger? 
Because even if you aren't the whole problem, humility means recognizing that you're part of the problem. And when you learn how to recognize that, the emotion of anger begins to lessen its control over you. The good news is that for those of us who are Jesus followers, we follow someone who has led the way in this. Jesus said no to getting his way. In fact, the Apostle Paul wrote about this very thing when he talked about Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Jesus had every reason and every right to get his own way, but he didn't. He gave up what he wanted so that we could know how valuable we are in God's sight. Paul starts this passage about Jesus and his humility by saying this, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love. Did you catch that? He tells us to be like Christ, and then he tells us what Christ is like. Humble, when he had every reason not to be. Jesus surrendered his way when he could have easily fought for it. Following the example of Jesus is how we keep anger from controlling us. Think of it this way. Because of Jesus, anger doesn't have to be the boss of you. I really believe following Jesus will make your life better. I really do. Because when you follow him, he will nudge you away from self-centeredness, arrogance, and pride, and move you more towards humility and love for others. And as that happens, you will find that anger no longer has the hold on you that it did before. And less powerful anger is a win for everyone. This week, I want you to begin imagining what life would look like if anger didn't control you. None of us will get this right completely or all the time, but I want to encourage you to talk to someone this week. Maybe it's your pastor or maybe it's your small group, but talk about some ways that you can take some steps in the right direction. In your personal circumstances, what would it look like for you to choose wisdom and humility over anger? When you're no longer controlled by anger and you choose to show humility and love, it can change everything. Oh, well, students, thank you so much for joining us on the Sunday stream this week. It's so great to have you uh, with us remotely and digitally. And it's also it super cool to have you together with us on Wednesday nights. Thank you for making our ministry so awesome. Thank you for... Um, just showing up and, and being part of uh, discussions and thoughts about what God has in store for all of us uh, at Resonate Community Church, specifically in our student ministry. Just want to thank you students for showing up and being such a critical part of that. We also want to thank our volunteers. Our volunteer group is growing, by the way. We have some very exciting announcements to share about new volunteer team members. This is super exciting. Uh, stay tuned for information on that. We're working out some final details, but some exciting, exciting announcements to share with you about some new volunteers in our ministry that we're super thrilled about. But most of all, we just want to thank our amazing Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for everything he does in our lives. And with that, I will like to close us in prayer today. Dear Lord, thank you so much for our ministry. Thank you for the, the way you guide us and the direction that you're moving us. And thank you for allowing us a place and time to connect regularly to advance your kingdom. We just ask you to continue to do that, move mountains in our lives. And specifically today, help us examine our own hearts when it comes to anger. Help us get that anger. Help us react to the anger in ways that are uh, godly. Help us react to that anger in ways that make you happy and proud of us as your sons and daughters. We lift this up in your name, 
Jesus. Amen. All right, students, have a wonderful weekend. Like I said at the beginning of the Sunday stream, keep one foot ahead of the other. Keep moving. Keep talking. It's going to be cool. But remember, don't let anyone tell you they've been here before because they haven't. But keep up the great work, and I can't wait to see you soon. All right, friends. Bye-bye.